Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest installment of H2 Tech Talk, the podcast series by H2 Tech, the Hydrogen Technology Journal by Gulf Energy Information. My name is Tyler Campbell, Managing Editor of H2 Tech, and your host for this week's H2 Tech Talk. Today, we are joined by Dr. Richard Liu, CEO of Solar Bank. Uh, how are you doing today, Dr. Liu? Good morning, Tyler. It's good to be here. Thank you so much. I'm doing uh, fantastic in uh, such a sunny day, you know, uh, all right. Sunny day in Toronto. Good, good. Well, we're glad to have you. Um, so I'll just go ahead and get started with the first question. Um, can you start by explaining what Solar Bank does exactly and, and what's your role with the company? Yeah. Uh, uh, Solar Bank is a renewable company and uh, we'll be in the market for more than 10 years. And what we do actually is to originate, develop permitting uh, and engineering procurement construction and maintain operating of uh, uh, solar farms producing uh, uh, green uh, energy. Uh, I am the founder, president, CEO of the uh, company and uh, with a team of professionals uh, really I guess uh, making an investment return and while doing good for the environment. So you're the founder and CEO. Um, yes, I what, am. What inspired you to start this company in the first place? Yeah, um, I think, you know, I've been in Canada for 32 years and uh, trained as an occupational physician. You know, when I started, I look after workplace health, safety, injury, illness, you know, occupational diseases and all of those ones. But as industry uh, progress, there's less and less, uh, you know, uh, physical harm to people, but more and more uh, air quality related issues such as lung disease and other things. So I was able to uh, actually manage a lot of uh, air quality quality issues, you know, being the executive of Toronto Hydro, we are very, very, uh, uh, you know, aware of the uh, uh, energy uh, sector is a major contributor to global warming and the climate change. Okay, so my first actually solar project started uh, 2003, which is 20 years ago. And because, as you know, you know, solar energy is a non-emitting uh, CO2 non-emitting uh, uh, technology and turn light uh, into electricity. And so that's how I got started. And over the years, we have done many, many projects, thousands of them. You know, currently we're managing about 120 of them. You know, really uh, uh, want to make a contribution to the, uh, you know, fight uh, uh, to slow down global warming and the climate change. I see. So uh, you, very uh, knowledgeable about air quality, and that's kind of what led you to um, start up a renewable company. So. Um, on the topic of renewables and the uh, uh, and the U.S. moving forward to being climate neutral, can you tell us about? Um, well, give us some opinion on the U.S. IRA and how to impact the U.S. economy and possibly accelerate hydrogen production. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tyler, I think uh, you're really uh, uh, asking a very, very good question here. Um, uh, as you know, you know, uh, we all need energy. We all need electricity. You know, in the United States, about 80% of your electricity now currently is from fossil fuels. Right to achieve the goal of net zero 2050 set by the White House or even 2030 by the industry, you really, really need a lot of uh, uh, investment and also participation from everyone, individuals, uh, you know, uh, of the society. And the, the Inflation Reduction Act 
provide such a mechanism to uh, allow the investment, you know, move from traditional fossil fuels into renewables. You know, as you know, that traditionally, you know, there's a lot of investment for infrastructure renew uh, in uh, energy production. And now you can see a more of those investment now are into renewables, such as the solar farms, right? So with the Inflation Reduction Act, that the states can actually achieve 80% of the energy produced uh, by 2030 is from renewable energy, right? So that's how significant this uh, Inflation Reduction Act is about, you know. So now we talk about the decarbonization of the grid. We talk about uh, renewable infrastructures. You know, they all part of the uh, uh, Inflation Reduction Act. You know, you have also to think about how to reduce the carbon footprint of the transportation business. As you know, transportation now are mainly driven by diesel and gasoline and uh, and compressed gas, natural gas, and so on and so forth, right? They are all fossil fuel based, right? And sure, you know, we talk about EV charging and which is, I think for small vehicles up to pickup truck is probably okay because the heaviness and so on and so forth. And then the good charging, you know, by the way, we are also in the EV charging business and then we are building the infrastructures to meet the demand of a proliferation of EV vehicles, right? So that's good. You know, we're producing green electron through the wire, ship the electron into the EV charger and the charging the vehicles uh, with uh, a green electricity. So that's become a truly decarbonized transportation. But you've got to think about, you know, what about the large vehicles, the 18 wheelers, the ships, you know, the tow trucks, the, 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 the even the airplanes, you know, how do you decarbonize those? Because those are all run on diesel, aviation diesel, bunker oil, so on and so forth, right? So one of the technology actually at Solar Bank that we are uh, acutely aware of and driving the business towards that way is that we could, when the grid is congested, Right. Our solar farm or wind farm produce a green electricity driving electrolyzer, whether it's AEM or, 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 or a PEM, right, producing, elect, uh, producing green hydrogen. That hydrogen can be directly injected into gas pipelines to reduce the carbon content of natural gas, which every household uses it for cooking, for heating, right? And Enbridge, my previous employer, actually is actively in that, in that area. So that's a green hydrogen from the green electron from the solar farms and such and such application. You can further pushing it, you know, the green hydrogen into hydrogen charging stations along highways. You know, we have a, uh, a 30 years contract qualification with Maryland Department of Transportation to help the state to decarbonize their transportation system. And in addition to EV charging, we're also considering hydrogen charging. That's for the larger vehicles. You know, I think, you know, I was a director at the Dinosert, and then we produce onboard generation of hydrogen to reduce the uh, emission and increase the efficiency, right? So now hydrogen is in the gas pipelines, is in the hydrogen charging stations. That's good, but that's still not enough. 
what about those, uh, you know, uh, bunker oil uh, burning uh, ocean freighters? So what about the uh, airplanes, right? So one of the technology direction we can see is using the green hydrogen, producing green nitrogen with a existing technology, you know, no risk there, producing ammonia has been, you know, industry for, for tens of years and so on and so forth. But that green ammonia could be the future fuel, right, for long range, you know, aviation, uh, whether it's ocean or, or in the air, right, because you can fill out the green ammonia into the tanker, the gas tank, and then through a cracking process, release the hydrogen, driving fuel cells, driving the propellers, and then driving the vehicles forward, right? So that's where we see that the power from the sun or from the wind as the beginning, and then can gradually that expanding into all aspects of whether it's a electricity or whether it's a natural gas or whether it's a gasoline or diesel and aviation diesel. So we do have such a, a vision in the business of solar bank, even though our core business is solar, but we do consider the overall life cycle of energy to support the civilization. All right, fair enough. Good, a good answer. Uh, so, I mean, you you kind of you touched on um, definitely the U.S. economy or the and the hydrogen economy overall. Uh, how would something like the IRA directly benefit Solar Bank? Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, IRA uh, basically, uh, you know, brought the uh, investment tax credit, ITC, uh, you know, back from the 20s to the 30s, even can go up to the uh, uh, 50s, right? So, uh, so those are investment tax credits, right? So how do we do that? Well, we start from manufacturing. As you know, that uh, the states now are uh, emphasizing on domestic production. There are many, many activities are happening that producing solar cells, uh, uh, solar panels, right? So that will bring in the cost of solar panels to a more acceptable level so that everyone can enjoy renewable energy. So that's the production. So for us as a developer, will be looking forward to made in North American uh, products, made in the U.S. products that is covered by the uh, ITC, right? So now coming to the development side that, you know, we have a lot of uh, interconnection costs that could be in the millions and the tens of millions, depends on the size of the project, right? And that cost in the past was not uh, ITC eligible. And under the Inflation Reduction Act, that is ITC eligible, right? So that's a big shift to enabling a lot of marginal project now become an investment grid, right? If you're pushing further, we're talking about projects in uh, low and medium income communities. We're talking about projects in uh, uh, areas of uh, uh, a brownfield, a landfield, a non-agricultural marginal land, and so on and so forth. So those are all part of the encouragement because of the investment, uh, the inflation reduction. Okay. And uh, I would say, you know, before Inflation Reduction Act, I think the states can achieve uh, net zero by 2050. With the Inflation Reduction Act, the states can achieve 80% renewables by 2030. That's not a small contribution to enable the industry to really, really making the U.S. a leader in climate change and the global warming. Oh, 80% by 2030. 
yep. pretty ambitious. Yep. Okay, so uh, on the subject, um, is Solovan collaborating with any companies that you're allowed to talk about, of course, uh, to produce green hydrogen? Um, and, and what would that look like? Yeah, uh, we actually, uh, uh, you know, uh, work with many, many uh, companies upstream uh, up to the suppliers, uh, downstream to the consumers, right? I think, uh, you know, if you think about it, even doing the business, the, our core business is the originated developed permitting EPC. We work with a lot of uh, uh, other companies as co-developers or uh, subcontractors. Right. On the hydrogen side, we actually are in discussion with uh, uh, manufacturers of the electrolyzer. We are in discussion with the applications of hydrogen, and uh, uh, we're looking at even technologies that how to use fuel cell to be the future uh, uh, source of electricity and heat for individual houses. Right. Uh, I wouldn't mention uh, the names because uh, I need to uh, making sure that uh, you know get permission from those uh, very very ambitious high tech companies. But Solar Bank is in the forefront of how to proliferate the application of green energy from our solar farms. Okay. And um, what's the area are we looking at? What areas do you think are right for the taking uh, for these kind of projects? Um, I think the areas are, uh, you know, uh, uh, all over the uh, North American. You know, let's focus on North American because that's what the solar bank is focused on. Um, you know, wherever there's a power plant, you can produce uh, uh, you know, electricity from uh, solar, right? Uh, whatever uh, there is a, a existing application of hydrogen uh, that you can produce hydrogen. And, uh, you know, the way we're looking at this one now is really how do we work with gas pipelines, how to work with petrochemical plants, you know, uh, how do we, uh, you know, replace the traditional uh, hydrogen, which is the green hydrogen from a, uh, from a natural gas, right, with green hydrogen from electrolyzer powered by renewable energy, right? Um, if you think about in Canada, you know, the uh, German, uh, Germany has entered into a framework with Canada to producing green hydrogen in the Maritimes, right? Uh, if you're talking about Ontario, as I mentioned, you know, uh, uh, you know, the potential suppliers already supplying electrolyzer to produce hydrogen uh, into the gas pipelines, right? Uh, you know, from our perspective, we are considering, you know, when the grid interconnection is uh, of issue, that we could use the, you know, uh, um, excess electricity uh, to either store them for uh, peak times using batteries or actually just producing hydrogen. All right. Well, um, that's pretty much all I have for you today, Dr. Liu. But uh, let me ask you, do you have any uh, closing thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, you know, Tyler, you know, um, I, I know energy uh, is a, uh, uh, a, I would say, a necessity to life. You know, even though sometimes uh, that uh, we as individuals feel there's uh, uh, only so much we can do. But I would say that, you know, if we are truly, truly want to have a, uh, you know, inhabitable, wonderful earth as the home garden, homeland, that everyone can make a contribution. I think, you know, start from using more electrical cars. 
start from reducing your carbon footprint, start to be a subscriber to my solar uh, community solar farms, right? Those are all things individual can do, right? I tru truly hope that this, uh, uh, you know, time spent with you, Tyler, that can give our, uh, uh, you know, broad audience a opportunity to say, what can we do as an individual? You know, because the industry and the society is composed of all of us working together so that we can uh, delay the climate change. You know, we can we can delay the, 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 the global warming. So that's what uh, I would like to uh, to achieve together with you, Tyler. Well, they can also contribute to um, uh, mitigating climate change by subscribing to H2 Tech Talk. Absolutely. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> They get all the information they need. Um, well, uh, thank you very much, Dr. Liu, for, for doing this today and, and taking time out of your schedule. Thank you so much, Tyler, and we'll talk next time. Absolutely, and thank you to the listeners for tuning in to another episode of H2 Tech Talk. Uh, please remember to share and subscribe. <laughs>